Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Star Wars Visions. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. And you got Iggy, your lizard. Ziggy. Ziggy. Sorry. Stardust. Awesome. <laughs> and Noma. Hello there. How you doing? Um, definitely not sleep deprived. That's good. Definitely not. That's good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear hours. it. In quotation marks. <laughs> I've done podcasts on less sleep than this. You actually have. I think there was one I day where no you haven't slept for like a, a few days and you're like, let's do this, guys. Yeah, 36 hours, is, 36 hours is the the record right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, that is insane. Try and find which podcast that was because I definitely don't remember which one it was. <laughs> Neither do I, but I remember the like when we recorded like the sound that you had and your face was just like, yeah, ghastly. Uh... It was fantastic. I mean, I've fallen asleep through a few. Yes, you have. <laughs> I remember that too. I remember Ed just being like, because yeah. you were just coming off night shift, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's just like, we're, no, Noma and I are talking about something. You're just like, <laughs> and then we're like, let's take a break. Ed's, you know, having a sleep. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let him the, sleep the... for a little bit. <laughs> And I, yeah, and I remember a couple of them as well, because it's me talking on Temple Archives for 45 minutes, and then... <laughs> those early episodes, boys. Um, yeah. yeah, those early episodes, are they can go for quite a long time. Oh, All boy. right, Ed. Yes. What episode are we covering for Star Wars Visions today? <clears throat> today, this is... We're going to be talking about the... Uh, I believe it's the number six. Yep, episode, episode six. T-O-B-1, Toby. Um... It's a great episode. We're going to be talking about what happened, uh, if there's any Easter eggs. They're only about 15 minutes. There's not much to talk about, but there are certain things that every episode i found so far has kind of thrown in there, whether it be a symbol, a phrase, a saying, or somebody mentioning a planet or something. It's always been there, so we're going to try and find as many of those as we can. And if we miss any, or if you've seen something, or if you've made another connection, you can feel free to contact us. Tell us about it. We always appreciate that. There's a number of ways you can, and no one's going to tell you how to do so. Yep. Like Ed said, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can get in contact with us. Uh, one of the easiest for that is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. I was going to say www, but... Who does that anymore? anymore? Are, yeah. Ha! <laughs> this is 2020. We don't have Netscape Navigator anymore. <laughs> Ancient shout out to just date myself horribly. You guys remember uh, what WWW oh stands God. for? Worldwide something. Web? Web? Yeah. yeah, worldwide web. I know what the save picture means. It's a floppy disk. You mean worldwide. NFTs? <laughs> are we making NFTs now? Is that in our shop? Oh God, oh, no. No, no, are we selling have, NFTs now? Are we doing no, Borat Watto? I have standards. Borat <laughs> Watto NFT. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not even going to show that one. <laughs> Anyways, that's weird inside jokes. Other ways to contact us that are not NFT related. Uh, email is another great one, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at voiceforcepod. As we always like to say, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Viewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and I'm definitely not messing up the cadence to see if I can get a laugh out of Dan. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Pie Podcasts. Apple Pie Podcast, that's Noma. where we have NFTs. Don't knock them. <laughs> great. Okay, so do we all yeah, stand I'll on the just... side of NFTs are stupid? I do. No. Really? Yeah, of course. 
No. Ed's, Ed's into this. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Give <clears> us a little. Give us a little bit here. It. Ed. It's just that. Okay, we already have a pretty open market. You know, where you can put whatever you want. You have something to sell. You put it on there, and people will buy it. As long as that's going to be a thing. You know. Oh, get how I get much it. You I get want, it. You know, like yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm not saying it's great. I'm mm. saying it's an open thing. It's yeah. there if you can use it and you can make something off of it. Go you you it. appreciate the hustle of it, but you're not exactly. Go like, it. Am I gonna run out and be like, oh, everybody yeah. should? No, no, I could own a PNG. Yeah, <laughs> right. But like, it's yeah. a new platform. Like, it's a new way for people to make money off exactly. of their work. Exactly. So I agree with you know, on that if, standard. If yeah. you've been trying to open a business from like that, and you can't, you don't, you can't pay the rent to the storefront or whatever, yeah. but you have the thing, and you know, you have a portal. Somebody goes to and be like, hey, I want to buy the thing because you, you know, it looks good. All right, I host mm. the image. You liked it. You want to buy it? You put the bid up. It's just like yeah. it's eBay, pretty much of that. Where it's just like, oh yeah, throw a bid in. Okay, you're the highest yeah. bid. Here you go. Okay, you own it now. What am I gonna do? Delete it? That's the part. That's the part I don't get. Where it's like, oh, I deleted off my computer. And I sold it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, and then yeah, it's like I don't know. It like yeah, I own this I, thing. I changed you better the not font. right click. Yeah. You better not right click save as it, or else I'll do nothing. See, because that's the that's the sorry Toby, but before we get into that, it's just like that's the thing where it's just like you know somebody will put it. Like, Look at this cool thing I I bought. Okay, you just posted online and. Fifty million people have yeah, now screenshot. It's, it's, yeah, it's not yours. It's not yours anymore, <laughs> dumbass. Like, you you bought a thing that you can't even show at this point because somebody's just gonna take it. So that is where I'm really woolly on about, mm-hmm. like, you know, the why. Tune in next episode yeah. to find out what NFT Noma created for our podcast that you can invest in. I have standards. <laughs> that means it's gonna be a really nice NFT. Means you, you can pry that out of my hand. you can pry that and turn it into an nft out of my cold dead hands i will do this <laughs> so well we'll use the proceeds for your funeral yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but speaking of cold robotic hands hey. <laughs> let's segue into something that's not as dumb well actually not dumb at all really good uh yeah so toby is the uh sixth episode of visions like we said it is the first episode that science saru does for star wars visions because they do two um yeah as we always kind of do we're gonna go over the poster first and the poster for this one i i love i mean honestly i think 90 percent of the star wars visions posters have knocked it out of the park they all look amazing mm-hmm. honestly it's just i i would argue that one of them <laughs> kind of clashes with the tone that the poster sets and what the actual episode is that being the duel um not that it's not a good poster because i really like it it's just if i saw that poster before i'd gone into the episode i would have been like wow this has nothing to do with oh definitely the actual yeah. episode because it doesn't yeah well, that's fine you know toby on the other hand um really kind of drives home what it's going for which i really appreciate because it looks like a modernized version of like a 70s anime or like movie poster we've got these this really nice picture of the front and it's that classic kind of thing where it's like you've got the main character on the front you got his mentor right behind him you got the bad guy kind of overshadowing uh the top and the entire uh back of the shot along with a couple of of other characters or scene pieces that we're going to be seeing in the episode and yes yeah, it's got this really really nice style like uh honestly the only thing that doesn't make it uh that makes me understand that it's it's a modern thing and not like a 70s thing is the color palette is 
classic yet modern. Um, and what I mean by that, because that sounds very artsy, is that it's got these really nice kind of uh, nostalgic colors, like with the reds and the blues and the whites. But if you ever look at um, older posters, like original, like the original Star Wars poster is a great example. Um, the colors are are usually a lot less vibrant in those ones. Like they still have that same kind of tone to a degree, but okay. the hue is a lot more faded, basically. More pastel-y? Um, yeah, a or little more bit chalky. more. Yeah, a little bit chalky or pastel-y or just it, it looks a, like uh, it. you can just see it. And these days when you look at it because of. Looks dated, uh, yeah. Yeah, because of the the stuff that we see these days, like how, what you know how uh, graphics have upgraded. <laughs> that sounds weird, but, but graphic images, media yeah. design has updated. Yeah, high resolution, like oh, real life graphics. But yeah, like uh, um, yeah, just how things have updated. It looks kind of nostalgic, but it, uh, I think Toby does a really, really great job of looking new and paying homage to uh, the old stuff Agreed. really well. Especially considering what the episode's about, it it does it perfectly. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ed. Now, for me, I love the fact that in every Star Wars poster, at least for the um, the main series, you always get like the superimposed villain in the back. Oh yeah. Mm. So like for four, five, and six, a lot of them are Vader and the Emperor, or just Vader, and they're always the, like the top one. If it's not a ship or something else, the mm -hmm. first character is always the villain, and so they've kept that going with this with. Um, Iron Sith, as I like to refer to him now. <laughs> Dark um, <laughs> Berserker okay. Ocelot? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, uh, there you go. I like the Berserker, Berserker Ocelot. I don't know. I don't know FGO. Leave it. I love that right now. I don't know, man. I, oh. I, I would give that to you if he, if he pulled the lightsaber out of his hilt and was like... <laughs> Like doing all these crazy, I mean, armor wise, aesthetic wise, with the like heavy armor. I've seen a figure of him, and that's all I know. Power of a lightsaber, brother. Oh man, yeah, but um, you guys, is that the wrong term for him? Just want to know a revolver, revolver, but like the heavy armor one, heavy armor. There's like a dark, a dark, I don't know. Never mind. Oh, you're thinking, what, what about, are you, uh, thinking? Solidus. <laughs> Am I? Okay. I'll look this up oh, while you guys are working. Metal Gear Solid. No, uh, yeah. No, I'm yeah. thinking FGO, <laughs> I think. You guys keep on going. I don't know. You guys keep on going. I'm going <laughs> to no, find this. this out now. <laughs> okay. You guys keep on going. I'm going to figure this out. Okay. Okay. Um. So we have the main droids, I guess, on the front. That's what was CO3, TOB1. Mm. The ship is not a droid, but that's fine. The little <laughs> homestead and Professor... I want to butcher his name, Mikata or, um, Mikata. Mikata or Mitaka. Yeah. There you go, yeah. right? Um, honestly, I, I like it. It's simple enough, and it conveys, uh, like, you know, there's still that hope kind of thing you have of the character with, I'm trying to jump, with wonder. <laughs> it was just, like, mouth open, staring off into the distance. This would be a great <laughs> album cover at the same time. Mm. But, I'm no, thinking Berserker uh, Guts, by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's no, what I, I was. That's what I thought yeah, you were going sense. for. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah. Overall, simple, simple yet evokes a lot. So nice. I, I would. Like yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys on this. Like this poster is probably one of my favorites. Um, mm. It's not one of my favorite episodes, but it is definitely better than what I thought it was going to be. Oh, um. Yeah. This like I love the tob one. The like cool like retro aesthetic like robotic 
uh, lettering, but it's mm -hmm. also like, I don't even know what the term is, but it's like kind of trapezoid shape, kind of making it look it's, like it's going backwards, like the Star Wars text in the beginning of a film. And and even, yeah, and even this text is an homage because it, it really harkens back to like, not so much Astro Boy, but a lot of the kind of mecha font type that they were using back then. Yeah, definitely. Kind of has this uh, very sans serif plane, but they mess with the corners it's like a little bit, and, bit and make them yeah make make the really kind of make the corners have this unique design so that it looks quasi futuristic but very retro exactly okay mm -hmm. um the other and thing i'm sleep deprived my art uh lingo just skyrockets apparently <laughs> yeah the other thing i want to say is we get some cool stuff we get like i think his name's mitaka professor mitaka or something mm. um uh we also get the the ship on the side and the ship has like those like speed lines and I think that really like evokes like yeah, movement yeah. in this piece. Yeah, that's definitely a very classic uh, thing. We also Nowadays. have the droids classic on the bottom. Thing? Okay, maybe my art lingo doesn't skyrocket. Never that's mind. Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we get we get one of those like um, droids that have like the binocular head thing that is like <clears> square <throat> with the big like basically tracks that are on the bottom. It's like yeah, really way back from like, episode four. Yeah, yeah, those things are just ugly and useless. Um, <laughs> How dare you? R5 is right there in that movie. He's also useless. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we also get this pl the planet that he's on in this mm. picture kind of behind it, almost like a, a crescent moon. And then like the encampment where he lives with the professor on the bottom half of it. But we also have the evil guy on the top with the red and the red and blue really contrast, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but like it, to me, it was just like as soon as I saw this, it's like, oh, yeah, it kind of fits the aesthetic of what's going to happen in the actual story. Where it's like bad guys coming from space to the planet where these people are living, right? Mm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool how it, like, has that top-to-bottom look to it. But yeah, I think the aesthetic of all the characters together look great. Yeah, wow. I mean, like, the, yeah, the, I think the only thing I would add to that is just in terms of just pure visuals mm. uh, for the posters, I still think I like the Village Bride a little bit more. There's something just so, like, nice about that one. Oh, like, you but... mean, like, the holiday feel? Yeah, I agree with you. Not that keep one. Keep banging on about this holiday feeling. <laughs> it's red and green. How could you not think of Christmas? <laughs> That's literally enough. Christmas colors. Yeah, you you like uh, Christmas has ruined red yeah, and green yeah. for me Christmas together. In November, don't you? <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. Right. <laughs> he's that guy. As soon as Halloween ends and they start playing the Christmas music, he's digging it 100. percent Ready for this? Got a hat too, didn't he? Of course, you have an elf hat. <laughs> Oh my god. Red and green. Red and green. Oh, that holiday cheer. All the all the all the audio listeners are gonna love that gag. <laughs> Yo, let's go. Not that we have any other form outside of audio listeners. But uh anyways, we've kind of rambled on for quite a while. So let's get into the actual meat of this episode. So from here on out, as always, we're just gonna drop a spoiler warning. So we're gonna be talking about Toby, assuming you guys have already watched it. Uh, you know, we'll do a brief synopsis in the beginning. But we're going to just talk about everything. We're not going to hold anything back. If you want to see this episode, and we definitely recommend it, pause here, go watch the episode, then come back. Final spoiler warning. And with that being said, let's get into the episode. starts with a very 
it's a very beautiful but kind of bleak setting. We're on this kind of very desolate, barren planet with what at first I thought was two suns hanging over it. So I was like, oh, it's Tatooine. No, it's uh, there are actually two moons. But we get this thing where we see the doctor, Dr. Mitaka, and he's uh, working on, on upgrading this droid, Toby. And uh, he finishes the upgrades and, and Toby kind of comes back online and is talking about all this kind of stuff. And we get a good grasp of his character. Toby's very much a ch like childlike. Like he, you know, he acts like basically like a seven or eight year old. Um, and Mitaka says, okay, go, go get uh, CO3. It's his turn for the upgrades. So Toby runs downstairs and, and talks with CO3. And we see there's a bunch of droids. Mitaka's made like at least like two dozen droids easily that are all um, inspired by looks like other Star Wars droids, but have their own very unique kind of vibe to them. And as that's kind of going on, uh, we get to see a little bit more about Toby. He's he's very much a dreamer. You know, he, he dreams of being the best Jedi in the galaxy, um, which at first I was like, oh, so he's like a cyborg. He's not actually a droid, right? Because otherwise, how would he? But anyways, we get this long dream sequence, this really nice dream sequence where, uh, you know, Toby's kind of fighting the Empire and, and kind of being the great hero. And he talks to, to Mitaka about that. Mitaka's like, I thought we I thought we talked about this. Like, you're not he can't be a Jedi. You know, it's, it's too dangerous. And he goes, yeah, but it's only dangerous because the Empire's around. If I become a Jedi and I fight them, then then I can beat the Empire. And Mitaka's like, uh, well, you know, a, a Jedi needs a kyber crystal. So uh, you need to find one of those first. I've heard there's one on this planet somewhere. I don't know where it is. And um, Mitaka, or and Toby immediately is like, ah, I'm going to go find the kyber crystal then. And then we get a, a little montage of that as, you know, he, he is helping the professor with, uh, the professor's own plans. They have a couple more little talks about that. Um, and at one point, um, Mitaka also drops on him that, like, oh, all Jedi uh, use a thing called the Force. Like, it's a great power that all Jedi have. So you need to find the Force, too, if you wanted to be a Jedi. And Toby interpreting that literally is like, all right, I'll find the Kyber Crystal and I'll find the Force. And then I'll be great. And he searches, as he says himself, he searches the entire planet looking for the Force. Can't find it. Can't find the Kyber Crystal. Um and eventually, when he's kind of like running out of hope and, and starting to get depressed, he, he remembers that Mitaka uh, told him, uh, never go into the basement. There's a basement here. Don't use it. It's, it's too dangerous. Um, so he immediately does. Or so as soon as he remembers that, he does go check out the basement. And it turns out there's a T-16 Skyhopper in the basement. And uh, Toby gets really excited. He runs in. He's like, oh, my God, I can I can play space pilot. And then he immediately hits the comm link button. And again, I mean, you know, it's it, we set up that he's a kid, so I understand it. But he immediately hits the comic button. And he's like, this is a message to all Jedi. I am here. And <laughs> Star Destroyer picks it up. And Darth Helmet, sorry, uh, Armor and Armor Inquisitor. Berserker Helmet, boy. Iron uh, Sith. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Iron, Iron Sith, yeah. <laughs> Iron Sith. <laughs> <laughs> um he, he uh the stormtroopers basically pick it up one of them says to him like there's a jedi broadcasting himself on this planet and so the inquisitor's like all right well I, I know what i have to do so uh we see mitaka find out what's happened he's like oh god what have you done and he starts uh moving all these these giant stones in the basement with his mind and because we also learn at this point i hadn't noticed this until then mitaka doesn't have any arms mm -hmm. uh, he's been using robot like sitting in a robot chair using these like robot arms that come out of the chair this entire time. But yeah, he's using the force. He's a Jedi master. And uh, Toby's like, Oh my God, you were a Jedi this whole time. And he's like, yeah, we don't have time for this anymore. And he kind of like puts Toby in this hiding space and gives him the pieces of a lightsaber, which I assume was his. Probably. And he's like, okay, stay here. 
Don't come out. CO3 is going to protect you. Uh, don't worry about it. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It wasn't your fault. Um, so he kind of locks Toby in, in that place with a stone. And we kind of get just like an immediate cut uh, to when CO3 finds him and, and helps him get out. And when they come outside, the homestead's been obliterated. Like, all the droids are destroyed. And... I didn't know how this had happened at first, but uh, there's already a burial mound for Professor Mitaka. Like a stone burial mound has already been built for him. And then I think Dan pointed out before we started that uh, CO3 probably built it, which makes sense. And so, uh, you know, Toby has a very emotional moment because the professor's dead now. His dad's dead, basically. And he vows like, okay, Professor, I'll finish your work. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that, that you didn't die in vain. So we got a, a long montage of um co3 and toby kind of repairing all the droids and then they repair the homestead and then they actually do finish the professor's work which was to actually terraform the planet or at the very least seed it with life and so we see like they're starting to grow plants and the plants uh very poetically start to grow on mitaka's grave and it starts raining and toby you know the the it's a it's a very um it's a very nice anime moment, right? The the rain's hitting him in such a way where it looks like he's crying. Um, it reminds me of One Piece with the Going Merry. But uh, we get that. And then at that same time, as Toby's saying, like, Professor, we've completed your work. We've done it. Um, the Inquisitor comes back in a different ship. He first arrived in a TIE Reaper. And now he's coming in in the Inquisitor Advanced TIEs. Um, lands and basically comes out and is like, ah. Oh, I see there was another Jedi here. Oh, because, sorry, I forgot to mention as well, when that happens, that whole kind of nice moment of, of fulfilling the Professor's dream, uh, the Kyber Crystal kind of forms in front of... It's It's a little vague whether the Kyber Crystal was inside, literally inside Toby the whole time, or if he, this emotional moment uh, bridges his connection to the Force to create the Kyber Crystal. Um, but either way, he gets it, and he, he puts the lightsaber together and activates it, and then the Inquisitor comes in. And so they start to have a fight, and it goes very poorly uh, in the Inquisitor's favor because, you know, Toby's been a Jedi for three and a half seconds. He's basically, like, at youngling level. Um, and he loses a hand, basically. The Inquisitor stabs him through his hand and, and breaks the arm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're at the greatest peril moments. So we get the introspective anime power-up scene where uh, we see Toby and Mitaka and they have a little talk back and forth and... Um, Mitaka knights Toby and says, like, you're you're a Jedi now. Like, you know, go. You're, you're strong enough to defeat him. Uh, make your destiny. And uh, therefore, because he's only strong enough. Well, I mean, you know, it's still a cool scene. But yeah, Toby does a Gatai combination with CO3 uh, <laughs> and gets this, like, cool, like, wing jetpack thing. And that gives him a power-up. And at the same time, the Inquisitor is just super confused. He's like, wait a minute, the, a droid is using the Force? And then that kind of opening lets him get the first hit in where we get to see his metal teeth as he cuts him through the face. Um, but they have, like, this really cool high-speed duel. And it ends with... Uh, you know, Toby managing to defeat the Inquisitor with the help of all the other droids too, because all the other droids kind of surround uh, the Inquisitor and taser his, his yeah, ankles love that. long enough that, that uh, Toby can get a few good hits in. Um, but yeah, they defeat him. And uh, once they've defeated him, Toby basically is like, all right, now it's it's time to go on my grand adventure. I, I will become the Jedi that I've always wanted to be, uh, thanks to the Professor and CO3's help. And they set off in their T-16 Skyhopper, which was kind of confusing for me because those are airspeeders, not spaceships. But 
it's not like he flew off the planet, so you know I can't complain too much. He's also a droid. He's also yeah, and that's also the other thing. He has a jetpack, so technically he could just fly through the atmosphere and he would be fine, right? He is his own spaceship for now. Um, but yeah, that that basically kind of wraps it up. Um, it's a it's uh it's very nice overall. I mean, honestly, it's kind of the same thing we were saying before, and especially for me because I was very. If you go back and you listen to my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, predictions. Yeah, my predictions for Star Wars Visions. I was not super excited for this one. It looked super kitty. It looked super Astro Boy, which, uh, I mean, like, I don't knock on Astro Boy. Obviously, it's like the front, it's like the legacy runner for anime. Like, it's one of the founders, but it's very dated, right? Um, very much a kid's show. Kind of. There's some weird stuff in there, but still. Um, but they do a really, really good job. And honestly, I think that's something that I've said a couple of times, and I'll keep saying it, because I am impressed with it. Every Visions episode we watched so far um, has blown my expectations out of the water. Whatever mm. I thought about it, it was better. I know that's not completely true for all of us, and I'll, I'll die on that hill of the, tw- the twins still being amazing. But <laughs> Well, clearly, Toby watched the twins thinking that he could just, you know... Oh yeah, I'm gonna solo the Empire. It'll be fine. I can jump and cut yeah. down star destroyers and all. Right. Yeah, that dream yeah. sequence was. It's crap. it's fine. He just needs to find one fishbowl, and then he'll be he'll be a okay in space, and yeah. it'll be great. <laughs> um, but yeah. Also, before we jump into the full uh, discussion, I, as always, I like to give a real quick overview on these anime studios because this is one of the standout features. We're getting real nice, real high quality anime studios to do all this stuff. Uh, Science Saru is a as far as I know, because I haven't watched too many of the things that they've done, but they're a newer studio. Um, they've got a couple of shows that are very well known. The two that I can think of that was very popular when it came out because of its tone and, and how crazy it is, is Devilman Crybaby. Uh, and that is a... a it, if you liked Toby for its vibes, don't watch Devilman Crybaby. Very different. <laughs> very, very different. Yeah, it, it is much... It's the opposite of this one. It's sick. It's sick. You will feel sick to your stomach. You will not have a good night. Is it well animated though? Have a good week. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay, I gotta watch it then. I haven't seen it yet. Makes it worse. I've heard. I've heard great things, but also like what the fuck kind of things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And and honestly, I I really enjoyed even when it got dark uh, the places it went to. But you need to be. You need to be mentally prepared. Yes. Yeah. Be prepared to go into something that is similar in tone, not quite as far in certain vibes, definitely, mm. but similar in tone to Guts or like Goblin Slayer okay. or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Much less blunt on certain matters, which I did appreciate at least, but um, it's still really good. The other show that I've seen that they did, uh, I haven't finished it yet. I don't even know why. I, I think I just... Oh, yeah, because it, it was airing weekly and I just never went back to it. Um, so there's another series that they did called uh, Keep Your Hands Off Aizoken. Um, and that one is kind of a similar art style. It it does something, it and Toby do something that I'll talk about later that is really cool. But it's a really nice one. Um, it it kind of does that same thing where it is really pushing certain as- uh, animation aspects and can swap between them a, a bunch. Because um, Studio Saru's uh, got a very good handle on doing different animation styles. Um, I'd heard about Ping Pong the Animation, which is another thing they did. Uh, That's an older one. I I never watched it because the anime style never really uh, popped out to me that much. Um, And the other things that they've done, most of the other things that they've done look like they're more slice of life, 
uh, shoujo kind of stuff, and I that's not usually my vibe, so that's why I haven't seen them. Uh, not knocking on them at all. I just I'm not your my not brain the audience. Hardwired. Yeah, you're not the yeah, my, my brain just hardwired for shonen, but I'll go over those ones too. So um, I don't know this one. I think it's a movie. Yeah, it's one episode. Uh, Kimi to Nami ni Noretara. I don't know what that one is. Uh, Nihon Chinbotsu 2020. Uh, Yoru wa Mijikashi Arukeo Otome. Uh, Heiki Monogatari Yoake Tsugeru Ru no Uta. Okay. Um, yeah, they've done uh, like a lot of Saru's stuff is shorter is shorter seasons. Like There's I don't listener. see anything that they've. That's just like I know all those shows, man. Oh, yeah. And no, it will always happen, and yeah, it always like astound, well, not astound me, but I'd be like, One I'd listener. be impressed. It'd be like, <laughs> and hey, okay. if you have props to you, and let us know because uh, science started, them. They, they do good stuff. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'll just go over the last ones real quick. Yo Johan, Time Machine Blues, Inu O, Super Shiro, and Brand New Story. Uh, yeah, like like uh, the only, the longest thing they did was Super Shiro, which. That I've never sounds seen. Like a it it looks like a kids show. Um, uh, like it's very much like got that like young, on, young on, on, yeah. uh, on man kind of uh, character design. But yeah. that one that's forty eight episodes, and most of the other things they've done never hit over twenty. Um, it's like yeah. Shin Chan. Yeah, very much that Shin Chan uh, kind of style as well. But yeah, one thing that Science Saru does really well, they do it a bit in Devilman Crybaby, but they do it a lot more in uh, Keep Your Hands Off Izokin. Um, is they have a, they're really really good at switching anime styles or just like art styles animation styles within the series they're doing. Doveman Crybaby does it with some of the psychological moments. As uh, you know, I don't want to get too into that. If people do want to watch it, but mm. uh, they do shift that a lot. Keep your hands off Izokin does it really well because uh, the whole plot of it is um, basically that they are. Uh, it, it's an homage to all the different animes that have come out. So even in the first episode, they swap between like three to five different anime styles and they do it really well. It's super seamless. Uh, and they do the same thing in Toby, which I thought was really cool because we get a very different style in the beginning where we're watching Toby and, and Mitaka and all these and uh, all this kind of lighter stuff to the dream sequence, which just changes its animation style completely, becomes very much more uh, slightly amorphous, but like it's a lot more, it, it feels like a dream. It looks like a dream. Like, it's very much like an imagination ride. Um, part of that, I think, is because they all use the same color palette, but also just in the animation style. It just, it works so well. And then when he actually fights the Inquisitor, it's a completely different, like, much more um, grim and, and kind of solid anime style. And so Science Saru, like, hats off to them for that, because it's it's crazy how, how well they can swap animation styles while still doing the same thing. Thanks, Noma. Let's get into the voice actors and Japanese seiyus uh, for this episode. So we have the first one, little uh, known name in the anime community, uh, Masako <laughs> Nozawa. And oh, you're doing that. Okay. <laughs> she is uh, the voice actor for Toby. She also mm-hmm. does the voice for Goku, Gohan, Goten, Future Gohan, Future Goten. Anyone Gogeta. related to Goku except Chi-Chi. Gogeta, Bardock. <laughs> Basically, all of those voices, like mm. Turles, probably. Yeah, Turles. <laughs> it's legit. And no yeah. one's favorite Saiyan. <laughs> yeah. Is he like an alien that takes the form of Goku or something? Isn't that what it is? No, is he, I, I haven't seen no. Tree of Might. In I haven't forever. either. He he's a Saiyan. I don't know how the hell he looks like him. They never really go into that. Yeah. Okay. He just he want, all he wants is the fruit of the tree of oh. might. <laughs> oh yeah, Goku Black. Remember that one? And uh... <laughs> hey, she didn't do the dub. 
And also Dr. Kareha. <laughs> she also wasn't Trunks. Like, yeah. the one who says that line. Yeah, yeah she's like, also Dr. Kareha <laughs> from One Piece. Oh, okay. Which is nice. kind of nice. Um, mm. And I don't think there's any other voices that would kind of stand out to us. But yeah, very, very big voice actress in the Japanese uh, anime scene. And obviously all the Dragon Ball games, stuff like that. Like ninety percent of her credits are for like Goku and all those characters. <laughs> remember, remember Goku guys from Dragon Ball uh, Z Budokai Two. If you like fused with Goku and Hercule. Oh yeah, the yeah. random fusions you could do. Yeah, like yeah. there was Tiencha. Yeah, Tiencha. There's some really ones weird ones. Do. Yeah, like basically everybody had a fusion of some kind. It was. Oh, she was Giomon and uh, Digimon Tamers. Uh, oh, I love oh that makes sense kind of he's what? he's the he's the dinosaur the he's a little red dinosaur for the season mm-hmm. three the yeah. main characters uh was, Digimon? Ta- was tamer season three i thought tamers was season yeah. four yeah no it was season no, three four is the when they they become the Digimon yeah the statues spirit. yeah yeah what was that one called though uh frontier oh yeah frontier yeah i think so okay because I, I love the fucking intro to that that one's great mm-hmm. <laughs> we also get uh sutomu isobe and uh he voiced over uh mitaka and uh, some, I guess, some big ones. He was Kotun uh, Khan from Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, oh, oh really? yeah. Interesting. yeah. He was cool. Douglas Bullet from the new One Piece Stampede movie, the main villain. Um, he was the <laughs> king from Final Fantasy XV in the movie and the games. That's that's interesting. He usually plays outside of the king, like very imposing characters. Then, but this one, he's he's much more fodder. I don't know. Did you watch? Did you watch King's Life? He, he showed that even though he was old, he could he could do some shit. I was gonna, and then I finished Final Fantasy fifteen, and I didn't have any interest in Final Fantasy fifteen after the I beat worst, it. <laughs> sorry, Dan. The worst so thing can, about it was mm. like I did it in the reverse order before oh, yeah. I bought it, right? So I mm. made sure I watched all the anime shorts on YouTube, then uh, okay. I watched King's Live itself, then I played the game. So I went from oh my god, it's gonna be awesome. Oh my god, it's gonna be grand. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? I mean, I, I've got. Sorry, I'm gonna continue yeah, yeah, go for, it. for a little bit longer. Um, I it's the second half the second half does does things to me although i did something that most people didn't do because i'm a crazy person you planned it um no uh basically i waited until they had they dropped an update that let you seal your xp away um and then i beat the they basically you you could wear a ring where if you slept it wouldn't it wouldn't be okay so from level 27 Mm -hmm. until the end of the first half of the game I just stayed at that level. Oh shit! And so the end of the first part, like I basically went right up until you know the the full cutscene thing where you have to do the whole uh, thing to jump to the second part. Yeah. But up until that point, I didn't. I, I cleared every dungeon I could find. I did everything all at level twenty seven. It was awful. I what? went to like three dungeons that were supposed to be level forty plus. Why did oh you seal your XP away then? Like, what's the point because of that? Because there, I, I found out that there's, there's a, a hotel. Yeah. yeah, I found out that there's a hotel in the last area you get in part one that gives you three times experience. So you just yeah. so I, do it and then you I max level. On, I sat on all of that. And then when I got to the hotel, I I spent it all at once. And I have a video if any if anyone wants to Send see it. Over. it I want to see that. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I go from level 27 to 72. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so I literally just walked through the entire second half. Like, so it wasn't even the difficulty of the second half that bummed me out. It was just how after the grind thrown so together it was just like uh yeah it was like i did all this effort for this like i literally yeah. i i think i've also got a video of it because i went and beat that giant rock bird like oh, right yeah. afterwards and i beat him in like a minute because <laughs> he i was like because he, he's supposed to be like way too high a level but you were i was like 
22 levels higher than him at that point so i literally just un annihilated him nice <laughs> um, throw a magic bottle at him oh he's yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that uh it's that pro zd skit where you uh what happens when you beat every side boss before yeah. beating the main boss and you just yeah. curb stomp him yeah <laughs> he's like i am here i'm the vital yeah. one so, yeah so my yeah. favorite my favorite moment from 15 uh because i was laughing my way through it, everyone else was screaming is when you're uh noxus alone and you're going through those poison hallways I was passively healing faster than the poison was hurting me. <laughs> just stand there, have a nap, have some cup noodle while you're at it. Yeah, I, I literally, like, at one point, just to rub it in, I, because I, I, I was uh, streaming to a friend, I just went up and went to the washroom while I was just standing. Oop. You <laughs> so good? That's a jump. That No, but, uh, no, she was on my arm. Oh, that's what it was, jump. yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, I just, I just got up and, and went to the washroom and just came back, and I was still, <laughs> you were still fine. Yeah, and, and the health was just bouncing back and forth. <laughs> off the Final um, Fantasy 15 yeah. train. We have Dutch uh, from Black Lagoon. Hey, you did your NFTs. I get to do this. <laughs> we, we are done that now, Noma. Yeah, that's no, true. That's okay. uh, we got yeah, Bla uh, Dutch from Black Lagoon. Uh, we mm. also have George Joestar from Season 1 JoJo's. The dad. Oh, interesting. Like the father. The uh, one of the worst fathers of the year until they outdo him. And I won't say it because the Skull other two aren't there yet. <laughs> Skull Knight from Berserk. The Millennium awesome. Falcon arc. They have what? an arc called the Millennium Falcon arc. It says Berserk, Millennium Falcon Arc, Chapter of the Holy Demon War. You know oh, what? I know. What, I know it's a video game. They're... It's a video game. It says. Yeah, yeah, I know what what thing they're talking about, but yeah. Millennium cause... Falcon. Why would they? Why would they rip that? Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what they were doing. <laughs> He's a no name character in Naruto, apparently. Um, and that's about. Oh, uh, Vincent Volaju in Cowboy Bebop the movie. Don't know him okay nice, nice uh we have two more voice actors here kentaro ito who is the inquisitor uh he is helper t-cell from cells at work uh code black <clears throat> he is also scott uh <laughs> groundhog no a gopher or a mole from fire force he uh, is the voice for renji abadai from bleach awesome okay uh also choji akimichi from naruto i didn't know they shared the same voice actor i did not know that yeah they don't really sound I the can, same the choji and renji do if you if you put them side it, by side probably so but i never put the two and two together until now it's, you mm. wouldn't because well why would you right? yeah but if you, you yeah i can hear it uh wow choji ages bad in boruto oh boy uh i just see who a picture doesn't, of well hinata who doesn't <laughs> age badly in boruto uh we also have <laughs> kazuichi banjo from tokyo ghoul re i don't know if you guys have seen that uh, we also have uh, In Duel from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Eyes of Heaven. Okay. And I think... Uh, I assume he'd be In Duel in the actual series then. Yeah. Oh, probably. he is. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, he does like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Leonardo. Okay. Uh, mo like the Japanese dub of most of those. Um, and I'm just trying to scroll through here quickly to see. I don't think there's anything else that's kind of standing out. Like Renji's probably the, the most well-known in Choji, yeah. I oh, would yeah. say. I love um, I love Renji's scratchy voice. Oh yeah, it's so good. And he's he, he's such a, like a I wouldn't call him a Yankee like stereotype from anime, but like he's definitely like the the badass big brother yakuza type vibe. Oh yeah, he's he's the, he's the rough he's the rough thug with a heart of gold. That's the one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, oh man, oh Barry the Chopper <laughs> from Fullmetal Alchemist. Oh nice. Uh, let's go over to the last one here, uh, Yuki Shin. Uh, we have is the Stormtrooper. Just quick, uh, only a few voices. The most well-known ones probably are going to be um, Natsuo Todoroki from My Hero Academia, which is uh, Todoroki Shoto's older brother who hates Endeavor. Um, Good taste. <laughs> Burn the Witch, he plays Jimmy Huckabee. 
who looks like a blushing fool uh, with a really bad haircut. Um, and uh, Tokyo Revengers, he plays Takamichi, or I guess his other name is Takamichi, maybe the English version, I don't know, um, or a nickname in the show. But yeah, he plays those. So that's the uh, Japanese voice actors. As for the English ones, we have Jaden Waldman, I, who I was surprised. I thought it was the same voice actor for Aang in um, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender TV series. But it's actually, he's a, he's a child. And it makes sense because he sounds like a child. But mm. it just it just kind of blew my mind that that was like such it, well, a close... It also makes sense because as much as it hurts, Avatar came out like 15 years ago. Yeah, so but you'd be surprised how Aang's voice actors can hold, hold their voices for so long for, act, for like characters and stuff. For fem- for for women, I think so. Dragon Ball, but, yeah, yeah. For 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 women, but like for the guys, as soon as they hit puberty, right? That's actually I, I yeah, the, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, I know Wang's doing Sora and all that. Mm. That's true. Or was either? Yeah, I think it was Sora. Uh, we have Kyle Chandler as Mitaka, and he's like he's in a lot of shows and like TV movies. He's not like an A list actor, uh, but he's definitely like a movie actor. And once you mm. see him, you'll kind of be like, oh yeah, I recognize him from something. Yeah. Um, Neil Kaplan as the Inquisitor and Michael Sinterklaas as a Stormtrooper. We've talked about those guys previously. All right, Ed, over to you. What did you think of this episode? Um, overall, really liked it. It was, it was fun, I guess. And you, you know, aside from the, oh, I'm gonna dream about this, and it was really hard for me to separate. It's been hard for me this entire mm-hmm. Visions run to be like, these are non canon. They can kind of do what they want. So just, you know, enjoy for what it is. What does that I've been having trouble. Like, they can do what they want. I can do yeah. what I want. Whatever so I've been having trouble with that. So like the dream sequence, I'm like, how, oh, I love do that. you not just dream in zeros and ones? Okay. Mm. Uh, do Android binary... dream of electric sheep? Do droids <laughs> right? dream? Right. So that's the question. Yeah. And Toby says yes. So they, they did. Um, the searching the planet thing was cool. Because it really went to show, it's like you're not understanding the lesson. You mean the montage? You know, and by I, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The the I need to find <laughs> physically find the force. Yeah, was, and by I, the I time you that. do, you're gonna do something bad, and your master's mm-hmm. gonna die. Because you know how's he gonna die? You killed him, not quite Grandpa Gohan this time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah, not that you know. your own fault. But yeah, it just oh, it was Gohan. really funny to me. Like you know, hi, this is uh, a message to all Jedi. Like you know report in oh we found a thing it's like that quick seriously how yeah, far no, really. are you from the oh oh they're here and they've done okay he put mm-hmm. you away like 10 minutes ago okay <laughs> cool you really didn't hear all the craziness happening around because there's like shell impact and a bunch of craters around it's like you didn't mm. hear any of this when you were in your little hidey hole is it soundproof didn't he, didn't he like shut down a little bit didn't he like power down he, well he, he asked him not to deactivate him right because he did yeah. a bad thing he, he was mm. scared that he was gonna be like oh no you're gonna punish me and it's just like no you just have to be with me dying now be Sorry. here for a bit mm. the fight though was bad oh man the animation mm. that was and, and it was funny because like we've seen him and I, they try to give us a a little bit of a like he can use a sword he's had this practice one and he's been doing these <laughs> handstands and playing with his droid friends yeah, so yeah. he can do this he's pulling out like all these intricate like ataru squirrels and stuff behind <laughs> the back and like half the time he's got his eyes closed while he's you know, I'm like yo okay this man is one mm. with the force and the force Settle is with down. him it's like wh- what processes are running it's like the matrix when he's like huh, load in jedi program yeah 
I know, although I wouldn't be surprised if Mikado did do something like that. That would be pretty mm. cool, actually. Oh, that's true. Yeah, right. Like it's it's short. It's too short to give all that exposition, but I can mm. see it being like, okay, yeah, no, he can do combat. Like maybe there were training droids at the temple, right? So maybe he mm. just like put a program into him so he could be like, you know, when Luke sets them to max level in Jedi Academy, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, oh no. Roth, what did you do? You set them to... You could kill somebody. Oh, mm-hmm. apparently Toby can too. So there you go. <laughs> right? Um, love the terraforming bit. That was really nice. It really did look like he was crying. The rain. Mm, yeah. Like, they were... Roy Mustang They had to right have there. it raining at the same time, but it was just like, what kind of... Like reverse Roy Mustang, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what kind of cleaning fluid is coming out of your eyes? I just meant when he's crying at the funeral mm. with, the, with the, when it's raining. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. No, it's not raining at, at the funeral. That's yeah. the whole point. Oh, that, yeah. is it? Maybe I'm not yeah, raining, it's not right? raining. It's not raining at all. And then he says it's a terrible day for rain. Oh, okay. I misremembered. Yeah, but um, yeah. Overall, like, there's not much more. Iron Sith, as he shall be referred to <laughs> as, had some weird thing going on under the helmet. So I don't know. Mm, it's some choppy teeth. Uh, yeah, metal teeth. Yeah, but reminded me of who's the. I know Jaws has the the metal teeth, but like there's some anime villain who has chainsaw teeth. I'm trying to remember who that is. Chainsaw Man. No, nah, chainsaw, no, know. that's a face chainsaw. Excuse me. I don't me. know. He's got sharp teeth. <laughs> and I know. that I am so excited for that anime. I still need to f- catch up on Chainsaw Man, though. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <clears throat> yeah, Anyways. but overall, like <laughs> this was a nice one. It's it's a Saturday morning cartoon that if you had to yeah. watch it any day, it'd be that. Like I can't, I can't, I wouldn't go out of my way. To see this one, Rewatch but if you it, do yeah. stumble across, if you do stumble across them, give it a watch. This is not bad. Fair enough. Oh yeah, like this. This one is easily like the easiest recommendation if you've got kids. Oh yeah, they will love this. Yeah, right? it's pretty G-rated, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but what I like is it's it's got that classic like, and I mean they still do this to a degree over there, but it's it's got that like classic kind of Japanese kids show feel, mm. where it's like, yeah, it's a kids show. But we're gonna hit you with some hard life lessons. Oh, for sure. And the kids like, really it, it, won't pick up on it too much unless it's like exactly. Yeah. They do it in such a way where it's like you know that this isn't gonna like traumatize a kid. Like half the people in the West seem to be afraid. Hence why they don't actually show Mikata getting destroyed. Exactly. Yeah. Right? But, but but they, they know bad. Things I would have loved to see yeah. that fight though. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, what probably was super one sided. It's a Jedi well, I mean, with no arms and just the force. He's pretty. I'm pretty sure he could use. I the force always thought pretty he had well. his arms behind his back. It seemed so like I. that. Yeah. That's what I just assumed, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just like they do it really well, and like there's there's good life lessons about just like accepting death and responsibility and and how to move on from there. Like it's really well done overall. Mm-hmm. Um, for that same kind of vibe. And the meaning the of the force, that, right? Too. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's just like really good. Uh, for you know, uh, imparting good li- life Leaving lessons your on dreams, kid, uh, that kind of kids, stuff. I think. Yeah, one one very small thing that kind of surprised me a little bit, and this is something where I don't think most people w- would pick up pick up on it because you need to actually know Astro Boy. But um, Professor Mitaka, so the professor who builds Astro Boy, uh, his name is uh, I don't remember his first name, but his name is Doctor Tenma. Um, Mitaka doesn't look like him at all. He looks more like Doctor Light from Mega Man, which kind of surprised yeah, me. He looks true. very close to Doctor Light. Yeah, um, he's just got Tenma's kind of hairstyle kind of like just in in the kind of curls um but dr light is obviously also based off of tenma so mm. you know it's a it's a bit cyclical there but yeah that that kind of surprised me um 
one small joke that I had was I was like, as soon as I realized, I mean, you know, going in, even just if you have a even bare bones understanding of Astro Boy, you see this episode and you're like, oh, it's an Astro Boy homage. Even if I hadn't known that the original Astro Boy sound composer uh, was part of it was part of the episode's production. I automatically would have thought that. So one thing that I was I was kind of half hoping for because it was so goofy from like what little I've seen of Astro Boy. Um, if anybody doesn't know, Astro Boy has like a double A anti air gun that comes out of his butt. Yeah, like his butt just folds. That little underwear thing folds down, and literally just these two Vulcan guns come out of it, and it's just like what? <laughs> <laughs> so I was oh hoping, Japan. So I was hoping that like Toby have a butt gun. Yeah, Toby's rear would open, and like the Millennium Falcon quad guns would come out. <laughs> like, <laughs> That'd be awful. Uh, that's I was just like, like, it was a little thing where I was just like, please do an homage to that. that that's so why weird. they gave him the, the, the CO3 on his back. Yeah. And yeah. Like, here you yeah, go. Right. This no, no, is no, just, do a, just do a combined. Cause yeah, like even back, like I think for anybody, it's always just one of those things where I was like, why does Astro Boy have that? And they're like, just wait. Astro Boy. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, uh, oh man. All right. Yeah, I, I think a few other things that I would say is like the music going off of that. Like the music is great in this episode, especially during the dream mm. sequence. Mm. Um, I really appreciated like it being more ethereal, I guess, is the way that we would put it. Or mm. like um, just mystical in terms of the, the sound it, yeah, design. It's a, lot more, it's a lot more floaty and kind of um, softer. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit softer. Not but even in like the normal parts of the episode and like the like the epic battle at the end and whatnot, like it's all really, really good. The montage scene, the music's really good as well. Um, things that I really enjoy were like the, the rocky metal look. So like everything mm. that was made of metal had like a rocky texture to it. And that mm -hmm. just screams like old school animation and old school anime. Like they always did that in the old episode, like old shows where they had metal in it and it had like a porous kind of look to it. It wasn't like a, mm. a sleek metal design. Yeah, so, it's, I appreciated it's, that. It's definitely a product of the times, like not Astro Boy, but um, I I know what you mean, like more of that kind of like movie Ghibli kind of style. Yeah, like a little yeah. bit more textured. It, it makes everything look very kind of half ancient and faded. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. One of these episodes coming up definitely gives that vibe. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, um, but also speaking of uh, the animation style, because this was something that that I, I kind of briefly mentioned before we started this so uh, you've you, the listeners won't know what I'm talking about, but one thing that Sainsaru Saru also did, which I thought was amazing, like really good, is there's a couple moments where they're very clearly, or at least for me, they're very clearly used. Sorry, that makes me sound really like jacked up, like uh, as in as someone who knows about anime or like you know someone who studied animation. But they have a couple of uh, 3D shots, but the 3D, I think they went over it and like. Uh, like basically used a 3D model and then put their own style, like redrew, put their own style on top of it. The 3D looks so smooth. It's really hard to tell that it's actually 3D because the two shots uh, that stuck out to me as being like, oh, that's a 3D model are when the TIE Reaper is coming down to the planet, they do mm. this this kind of like uh, double 3D pan shot where it's in 3D and the planet's in 3D going by, but it looks like the exact same animation style. It does, yeah. That the whole episode's been in because I think yeah we were talking Dan you didn't even notice that not at all uh, yeah until it, and then the other one is when he's uh, rem Toby's remembering the basement they do this like real quick zoom in like across the floor pan shot to the door that leads to the basement yeah and it was there was just something about it where I was like it's too smooth for that to be 2D animation so that must be 3D but again it looks like they went back in did the 3D shot and then uh, basically just hit it with the exact same uh style that they did with their 2d so it looks so 
um, so smooth and it just blends in so well that, you know, you don't notice it. Because 3D animation in anime, I mean, that is, depending on who you talk to, it's a big controversy these days. Sometimes it's done really well. Mm -hmm. I would argue this was one of the best uh, uses of it that I've ever seen. I didn't even notice it. Normally I do Mm -hmm. notice it, but I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I get it. You're saving money. 3D models are cheaper to use. And and there are good ways to use it. Like mm-hmm. I, I would then argue that uh, if anyone if anyone who's listening has ever seen the end of Evangelion movies, wait, no, the Evan, no that the, not the end of Evangelion, but that didn't use any three D. Um, but if anyone's seen the Evangelion reboot movies, so you know one point one and two point oh two and all that kind of stuff, I they do a really good job of it because it's just the Avas and the angels that are three D. Yeah, and everything else is two D. The new Attack and Titan season, the final season, uses them as um, or fourth season, I think as the titans as 3d yeah and and that that's like i i I think that's the step lower so i'd also say uh dragon ball broly amazing movie i'm not i'm definitely not knocking on it but it's very clear to me when they swap to 3d models yeah um another example because it's very relevant right now um dan this might be slight spoilers for you and i apologize but i won't go into the plot stone ocean um does some stuff with that where it's like you can tell like I'm sure Ed is as you've seen the whole thing too. I've noticed a few. Yeah, it, it's only on one arc at least, but it's real obvious when they swapped to to the 3D models in that one. Definitely. And then the bottom bucket is um, X Arm and Guts 26 or Berserk 2016. Mm-hmm. Those are like the worst. The ones that I can think of too, because I watch it all the time, is One Piece when they have the Thousand Sunny on the ocean. Yeah. Usually yeah. they make it 3D, and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense because like just having a 3d model on a 3d ocean and having it like moving around and stuff like that and doing Mm. pan shots and having the characters on the 3d model so much easier for them to not focus on keeping that accurate when you're panning around a ship Mm. if you have a 3d model and it makes more sense because like i don't know it just makes it feel like it's its own like structure right it it blends in better i think too because if it's an inanimate object yeah that's true your your eye doesn't pick up on as much as soon as it's uh a person that's when the brain's the like wait a minute yeah i mean there there's again there's obvious examples of x arm has like literally the worst example of that i've ever seen in my life because i don't know if you guys have seen those shots no. but they literally had shots where it was a 3d character next to a 2d character mm. in scenes it's really oh, I it's, see it's that. oh yeah i'll show I'll, I'll show them to you I, I can look them up now but yeah i'll show them to you um it's awful like it's i don't know whose idea it was to do that but it's abysmal yeah like, I, I think it's a worse insult than Berserk 2016, because at least in that one, they're all awful 3D models. Yeah. Actually, the models aren't bad. It's the animation in Berserk that's that's really bad. Um, not that I've watched all of Berserk 2016, because I'm, I'm not a masochist. Don't hurt yourself, though. Yeah, that's, that's a different kind of punishment for something. Yeah. All, all you need to see for that one, if you're curious what I'm talking about with awful animation, look up Berserk 2016, Guts Walking, and then Horses. That's all you need to know, to just know how... F- atrocious that animation is going to a good thing uh the last point i had was that this episode story arc reminded me of the story arc in one piece uh the drum island arc with chopper and uh, dr hero look if you take chopper and have it as like tob1 and then mitaka and have it as dr hero look if i feel like the story here is pretty much very similar in terms of like main plot points where like uh you know kind of adopted into the family a little bit taught a little bit of what they do um Mm. from the mentor and then they make a mistake mentor dies they fulfill their mentor's dream and they kind of go off on an adventure and i feel like that is all very much similar 
Mm. Um, and I, I really did I like that. I didn't think about it right when I watched it, but like reflecting on it afterwards, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is like the Drum Island arc. So if you haven't seen yeah. One Piece, I, I'm sorry, but that episode arc <laughs> uh, for Drum Island, you have to go watch it. It's so good. It is, even it I've seen good. that. That's, that's really you, early. One. I mean, yeah, it, yeah exactly. It, it, it's it like, never fails to make me cry yeah. every single time I cry. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, apologies for spoilers, but it's been like 17 years. Yeah, you know, like, no, it's, it's, it's been out for quite so a while. good. Yeah. Uh, if you if you um, watch One Piece and you get to that arc and you still don't like it, there's no help for you. I'm sorry. I mean, I even argue. I even argue once you're once you've gotten to Arlong Park, if that doesn't yeah, yeah no definitely make like the characters. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's my um, Christmas movie. It's Drum Island arc. That's what I watched during Christmas season. <laughs> That's fair. It's it's on a snow island. Yeah. Um, ironically, it's it's kind of the opposite of what I remember from the original Astro Boy backstory, but they they really gloss over that usually. Yeah um because if anybody doesn't know the backstory for astro boy is uh tenma is a scientist he really just doesn't look after his son at all he's very focused on his work son dies in a car accident he builds astro boy because that's basically be like a second try and then also kind of ignores him <laughs> uh, it's more of like a it's more of like a shadow mentor role but it's 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 a little bit weird um Oh, you know what else is weird? I'm about to maybe we can put this as a hyperlink in in the actual comments or sure. yeah, know, we can. so that the other people can see it. But I'm, I'm no, I'm posting the XR thing. XR, okay. <laughs> just just send it in Discord. Yeah, it, it's it's there. Okay. Just look at that. Just take a look at at see if you can see why people were angry at this scene. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It looks really gnarly. I'll include it, it on the website too, so people can see it there. Yeah, perfect. It's right. real gnarly. X arm is just gnarly. <laughs> Any last points before we round out this episode? Uh, no. Alrighty. Thank you for listening and tune in for the outro. Welcome to the outro. Ed, would you like to let listeners know how they can contact us? Uh, you can find <laughs> us over at www.thefource.com. Um, if you want to contact us through any types of social media or email, we've got that. Our emails voice of the force at gmail.com. We've got Twitter, we've got Instagram. You can find us on either of those sites at, at voiceforcepod. Now, if you do retweet or repost anything that we have posted, thank you for that. It really does help growing our listener base, and we do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And if you listen, rate, review, follow and subscribe to the podcast you can do so on apple podcasts google podcasts soundcloud spotify amazon music and all major podcast platforms if you do leave a five-star review (laughs) uh, and a comment it really does help with visibility and if you do follow or subscribe and end up doing any one of those uh, on any of those um, platforms uh, you will get update, updated as soon as we release any content, whether that be a new episode, new post, new whatever. You'll see that right on there. Awesome. Thanks, Ed. Mm-hmm. And always remember, guys, Astro Boy has a butt cannon. That's the message of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>